That's a car driving by with an extremely loud radio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty special. People are special. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate Gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. 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 You guys are the worst. Who's the worst? Why is your name You Guys Are the Worst? I opened my bag right before this and discovered (laughs) a terrible beer had appeared in there. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) As evidenced by the fact that I started laughing as soon as you said you opened your bag. (laughs) The worst. Yep. Uh, I was pretty sure you were going to notice that your bag was heavier, and then you didn't. No, I didn't. And then I opened it. (laughs) Should we tell everyone what we're actually talking about? I guess. (laughs) So for a while now, we've had this really awful beer that none of us like, and so we've been bringing it back and forth to each other's houses. (laughs) Every time that we gather at someone's house and bring beer, we always bring this gross beer. And then since nobody wanted it, we've taken to hiding this beer (laughs) in each other's house. (laughs) And uh, we had put it in the bed for Kathy because Jeff and I had it most recently. And so we put it in the bed for Kathy when she came to puppy sit. And then she left it in the shower for us. (laughs) So I put it in her bag when she was here yesterday. And now it's not in our house anymore. I saw it on the counter and I thought about trying to hide it while I was there. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Now you're stuck with it. It is. What is it? Like it's a Harpoon and Dunkin' Donuts collaborative, but it's just disgusting. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Harpoon and Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Coffee and a stout is good. Coffee and an IPA or a pale ale, not so much. Yeah. Which one was this one? It doesn't even say. It just says it's the cold brew one. I don't even know. Yeah. They had some bad ones. They're there was gross. like a whole variety pack of them. Yeah, the cinnamon roll coffee one was the worst one. <laughs> Somehow they're all gone. That's the only one that's left. <laughs> Although I I don't think Colin listens to this anymore, so I can go ahead and say that Jeff and I added one more bottle into the rotation and hid it in his cabinet next to the Worcestershire sauce with the label facing backwards. And it's been in there for like at least a month and a half and he still hasn't found it. I hope years later Colin listens to this and only then discovers it's there. (laughs) That would be amazing. Where the hell did this strawberry cream ale come from? Damn it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know that he does enough cooking to ever find it. He's, he just probably does more cooking than I do, though. So maybe he yeah. will. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to. I think he's on some kind of cooking kick these days. I guess I should pay more attention to people when they talk about their food intake. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, for me, that was my job for yeah. many, many years. But for you, why? <laughs> why would you need to care? Right now, I don't, since I'm not cooking at all these days. Yeah, I don't really cook either. I cook frozen food sometimes. Jeff does a little bit more of the cooking than I do, but he doesn't really do a whole lot of cooking either. Yeah. And that's about it. I would like to go back to cooking, but I need to put my life more together first. I just don't have the time or the energy. 
I have the time. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't. And by energy, I also mean motivation. Yeah. I don't like cooking, so. That's part of it. Anyway. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I was going to say, I don't remember anything about this episode that we're talking about since we're doing another double header today. So I'm like, does food segue into it? I don't know, because I don't remember what it's about. I don't about. think so. <laughs> I don't think there was any food in this episode. Fair. Maybe if I open my notes, I'll have some reminders. That will probably help. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't have much new to report. I'm on a bit of a break from classes, which is nice. But uh, it only lasts for a couple more days. It's only been a couple days, and it only lasts for a couple more days. And then I get to start the whole thing over again with the beginning of ANP1 yet again. Whoa! Like deja vu, because I just finished the summer version of A&P1, and now I'm going to redo the summer version of A&P1. Do you have any students who failed who will be in the second session, so it'll really be like a repeat? (laughs) Not last I checked. I did actually look to see. (laughs) But no. My section's already full, so there would have to be a last-minute drop in order for anybody who failed it last session to be able to retake it in my next one. Okay. (laughs) Last I knew, I didn't see any names that looked familiar, like not even from the regular regular semester okay. so. <laughs> so yeah 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 speaking of science <laughs> yeah let's go with that you know what else is somehow sometimes somewhat science-esque what's that stargate <laughs> plots <laughs> yes <laughs> this one a little less so although we start with yeah. some s- supposed science that will happen Exactly. I really still don't remember anything about this episode. I'm sure I'll start to remember as I go through my notes here. I did watch it and I did take notes, but I can only remember the last one that I watched yesterday and not the one I watched the day before. Yeah. Uh, So this episode that we're going to be talking about, which may or may not contain science, is Stargate (laughs) SG-1 Season 6, Episode 18, Forsaken. Oh, I remember which one this is. (laughs) Good, good. Yeah. It really only has science in the beginning because there's a telescope. (laughs) (laughs) That's representative of all science. Yeah. You just put a telescope somewhere and people are like, that's science happening. Yep. Or a microscope or both. Yes. This has nothing to do with that, but there's a uh, button maker at my job that sometimes the librarians use for like the student, you know, for people to enjoy during stressful times but every time i look at it i think it's a microscope for like 10 seconds and then i'm like that is not a microscope it doesn't even really look like one but that's where my brain goes that would be a very random thing for you to have at your library desk yes i do not work in a science library and even science libraries i'm not sure have generally (laughs) have microscopes no (laughs) we do have microfilm readers so if you have tiny film we can see it very similar And by very, I mean not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll start. Sure. We're on a planet that is not Earth. Yes. Sam is doing science things with a telescope. It's daytime, though. Yeah. So she's just preparing. Jack takes a moment to look in the telescope and is like, I don't see anything. And Sam's like, well, it's daytime. I was surprised how little he seemed to care about what she was trying to tell him about whatever astronomical observations they were there to make. Because he likes astronomy. Yeah, and he has a telescope. He does have a telescope. But 
apparently he's maybe he's just bored of this planet who knows because mm. he does have to now sit there for five hours until it gets he dark <laughs> it's so long he has a seat fiddling with his shoes and his pants and then he finds a photo in the dirt you see kids back in the day pictures of people used to come on paper <laughs> and we called them photographs <laughs> And you would carry them around in your wallet or your pocket or your purse or somewhere. And it's a photo of a person. A woman. That makes Jack stop and ask Sam, we've not been here before, right? Humans from Earth? And she says, no, but there's that photograph. Yeah. How does he know that it wasn't Jonas's or who knows? Something. Although actually, isn't he about to like radio Jonas? Yeah, well, Jonas, Jonas radios back in. Jonas radios him, actually. Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to radio Jonas to ask about the photo, but then Jonas calls yeah, him. Yeah, either way, Jonas calls and interrupts this anyway, photograph yeah. uh, line of thought to tell them they've got something they need to see, which is not a photograph. No. It is, in fact, a crashed ship. Yeah. It's not Asgard or Tolan. Sam walks up to it and yells inside, and when no one answers, she's like, I guess they're all dead, which... <laughs> Okay, weird assumption, hot take, but that's fine. Jonas takes a look at the writing on the outside and thinks that it resembles ancient Celtic. Sure, Jonas. Yeah. And uh, after Sam says she guesses there's no survivors, some random guy comes up with a gun pulled on them, followed by two other people, and is like, actually, there's three of us. (gasps) And then credits. Ah. After credits, they're all having a standoff with their weapons. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> what a predicament! Jonas tells them they're peaceful explorers and aren't there to hurt anyone. Jack adds, unless provoked. So they decide to lower their weapons and introduce themselves. They are in contact here with these three people named Aiden, Tannis, and Lyle of the Severus. Wasn't there another guy named Tannis? Isn't that Tanith? Because Tannis was the lady, I think, in this one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right. It was Tannith that I was confusing her with. Tannith was way worse than Tannis, although... Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He died, right? Yes. He finally died. I think Tilk finally killed him. That's right. That's right. And he was very pleased with himself about it. Yeah. (laughs) Sam tells them they're from Earth, and she's going to elaborate, but Jack cuts her off because they don't know these people. Jack says it's nice. They say to SG-1 that they did not hear their ship land. And SG-1's like, yeah, you wouldn't. Ship, sure. They have apparently been there a very long time. The leader guy, Aiden, says they've been there too long. And Jonas says they had a rough landing, it looks like, from the condition of their ship. But he's like, it's not that bad, actually. He gives them some backstory about them going to relieve some mining team and a storm blew them off course and their fuel was bad and they crashed and they have no more fuel. Do you guys have any extra fuel we could use maybe? And Jack's like, not really. Not to interrupt, but I would like, this has absolutely nothing to do with the episode. (laughs) It's an am I the asshole question for you. (laughs) Prompted by my sisters texting me just now. So right now, it is 11.20 in the morning, and we are due at my sister's house at 5 p.m. for 
dinner for my mom. Okay. And my sister texted me just now to ask if I can bring a salad to said dinner, which presupposes that I have nothing else to do with my day other than go to the grocery store, today being Sunday, the worst day to go to the grocery store, in order to buy ingredients to make a salad. If she had asked me several days ago when I was actually going to the grocery store, because I generally go on Fridays, I would have been like, yeah, no problem. I'll pick up some extra groceries so I can make a salad. But the fact that she's texting me this morning to ask me to bring a salad tonight when it involves me having to go to the grocery store on a Sunday in order to make that happen and also to rearrange my afternoon to find time to go to the grocery store. Am I the asshole if I say no? Or is she the asshole for asking me? That's my question. 100% not the asshole. Okay, thank you. No, I think I have things to do. I can't do this is valid. (laughs) Okay. Like, even if she'd asked yesterday, it still would have been annoying because the grocery store also sucks on Saturday, which is, again, why I go on, like, Friday morning or Friday afternoon or sometimes Thursday. They can do it. But (sighs) what are they doing with their day? Right? Seriously. I mean, besides preparing dinner, I guess. Well, she's not preparing dinner. They're ordering pizza. Oh, come on. You can order a salad with your pizza. I know. <laughs> right, well, let me. Okay, yeah. I'm going to quick. I'm going to quickly offer to pay for a salad if she orders a salad with the pizza. You're getting takeout anyway. Right? Yeah. I would be the one doing most of the work in this scenario. Jeff is currently out medicating his coworker's cat, but I don't want to ask him to go to the store no. either. Because it's the worst day to go to the grocery store. It really is. Especially, like, anytime after, like, people start getting out of religious services until, like, it gets dark. (laughs) Like, Sunday, yeah, Sunday afternoon specifically, even Sunday morning isn't as bad, but Sunday afternoon specifically is the absolute worst time to go to the grocery store. I usually specifically go when I figured at least some portion of the population would be in church. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt the whole podcast. And oh, that's if fine. anyone disagrees and thinks I'm the asshole, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> if you agree with me, I'd love to hear that, though. <laughs> if you don't agree with me, then please leave me alone. Can we do polls on Mastodon? You could put your scenario up there, and then the answers are not the asshole and also not the asshole. <laughs> right. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I did offer to buy a salad if she yeah. wants to order a salad. I'm sure it wouldn't be probably as good, but... Shmeh. This is just how my sister works. <laughs> Asking the most inconvenient things possible with as little notice as possible and assuming it should be fine because it's convenient for her <laughs> to have me bring a salad. <laughs> anyway. On this planet, sorry. <laughs> the, Stargate, the huh? stranded people ask maybe SG-1 could uh, fly them to their home planet of Heverden, which is probably kind of close to where they are they think and then sg1 lets them know actually we don't have a ship we came through the stargate and they're like we don't know what that is jack says it's that big o and they're like oh Oh. okay they apparently do not have one of their own they have a different alphabet as has already been established so would they even know what a big o O is? is yeah who knows that's okay. How does everyone know to shake hands? Like, it's really like... Yeah. Right. Also, how do they all speak English? And everyone speaks English, so yeah. <laughs> Which we haven't harped on since, like, the first season. But no, seriously, how do they all know how to speak pointless. English? 
they're like, really? You don't have a ship, Corso says. And then we see perspective shift at this point and the team and these folks are being watched by two aliens who seem to... It looked like they had eggs embedded in their heads, but... <laughs> eggs? I don't know. I didn't get this that. This is just the shape I was looking Oh, at. those things. Aliens. Yeah, no, they looked... They reminded me of... You would think I would know what it is because I studied frogs for my thesis, but it reminded me of the little sensory organs that are on the side of a uh. frog's head. Yeah. So these folks are watching everybody while they're trying to explain what the Stargate is, and that's basically... Is that it? No, is it continued? They're still on the beach. Or on the beach, yeah. In the sand. I'm sorry. My brain is like, It's fine. I'm distracted today. Everything's fine. It's It's a good day to do two episodes then. Yeah. (laughs) SG-1 has a little aside. And they're like, what can we do? And Teal'c's like, we could take them to Earth. Sam says, maybe we could fix the ship. You know, I could get a Naquita generator out here. And Jack's like, why would we help them? And Sam's like, so I can look at their ship. Duh. I want to see what kind of technology they have. It's a valid reason. Yeah, it absolutely is. And she's like, maybe they'd be grateful. And maybe they'll have something else to offer. Oh, for a second, I thought I had some gummy bears, but it was empty. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> I'm like, I can have gummy bear wine. Aww. See, like I said, super distracted today. Oh. Sorry. I even took, I took my meds. I took my ADHD meds and it's just one of those Did days. the wine goblin bring you wine before he went to feed a cat? He did not. Mm. I was still on the treadmill ah. when he left. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. So all I've got right now is seltzer and water. Gotcha. <laughs> It's also only 11 in the morning, 11.30. True, true. <laughs> Not quite. Well, I mean, like, that's never stopped me before. But Teal'c throws in here that the Celts were formidable warriors in their time and the descendants might make valuable allies. And Jack tells him he's watched Braveheart too many times, which is very funny. Also, like, <laughs> maybe just unite with, like, Ireland and yeah. Scotland if that's really your line of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they let... Aiden and friends know that they are going to help them. They're going to have a look at the ship. And maybe if we can't fix it, you'll come to Earth with us. And they're like, cool, we'd like to learn more about the Stargate and go to your world. Sam goes in to take a look at the ship. Teal'c is kind of staring off into the woods because he senses something. But he's not sure what. Inside the ship, Sam asks Corso, what she can tell him, and he says not much because his chief engineer is dead. Oops. And that's that scene. <laughs> Outside, Teal'c is still looking around, looking cautious and on edge and suspicious. He tells Jack that he's sure something is out there, and then all of a sudden, Reynard raises her weapon and yells at everybody to move. And there's a firefight between the other human people and the non human earth beings non non-human non-earth <laughs> beings there we go i got there eventually eventually they chase the other aliens off they do shoot one of them did they kill him yet they did kill jack, him yeah actually. jack shoots yeah. a wound and then the other guy goes nuts and kills him that's right yeah jack was and also the other guy is like your aim is bad and jack's like i was just trying to wound him i was not trying to kill him because I think that they were like talking about inferior earth weapons. And Jack's like, no, I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Jack does comment on the fact that it looks like the other aliens have the same weapons. Pender says that the guys have been hunting them since the moment they crashed. And Jack's like, with your own weapons? Suspicious. Indeed. A little bit later, Corso comes out of the ship. I guess Sam is still inside. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry I didn't warn you that we're frequently getting attacked by aliens. You think that would come up here, (laughs) right? Like, urgently. (laughs) Yeah. But he's like, oh, it's been a while. We thought everything was fine. But then he goes on to share that the other people killed five of his crew members and also skinned them alive and then hung them up in trees. So that's terrible, if true. Yeah. Jack asks where they're from. Corso says that they don't know because there are no other civilizations on the planet as far as they can tell. And they haven't seen any other ships. So now that they know the Stargate is a transportation device, they must be coming through that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, what's her name? Tannis? Reno? Yeah, apparently apparently Tannis got shot in the previous firefight, which I didn't... Oh, wait, no, her name is... Oh, Tannis Reno. Yeah. yeah. This just called her by Sorry, her I was calling her by her first name. I was I was feeling real familiar with these guys. Fair. <laughs> well, I'm going to call her by her last name because I'm never going to remember her first name since it's not in the transcript. So Sam is supporting Reynard, who I didn't even realize got shot until this scene. And they talk about how she needs some medical attention, so they're going to take her back to Earth, presumably with permission this time, unlike when the Russians brought <laughs> that other guy back and then he melted. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Of course, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be fine here. So you go ahead and I'm just going to stick around here and keep the aliens at bay from my ship. Jack tells Sam and Jonas to go back to the gate. And then they are going to follow shortly after. Although Corso and Pender, the other two, they're they're also aliens. So the fact that they're human looking aliens versus non-human looking aliens is what's really throwing me (laughs) off in how to describe them. Celts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Celts, sure. The Celts, two of the Celts, Corso and Pender, are going to stay at the ship. Yeah. But they're going to take Tannis slash Reynard with them to Earth. SG-1 is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I got that. <laughs> I made it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And next we see they've made it back to Earth. Yeah. Jonas Quinn is... In the briefing room, letting Hammond know what's up. Sam is there as well, of course, talking about their home planet. And he thinks that their ancestors might have come from the Outer Hebrides Islands off the coast of Scotland. Sam says she's been able to determine that their planet doesn't have a gate that they're aware of based on what they know about gate positions in the galaxy. And perhaps the Goulds had a gate there, but then took it away when they were done with these people. Jonas, though, says, actually, the real mystery is how they have such advanced technology so far beyond the level of Earth when so many of these groups of people are basically living in the much, much less advanced ages. (laughs) Have not evolved at all from when they were removed from Earth, which makes no sense. But I guess the theory is that the Gould have kept them. Yeah, and we've certainly seen some cultures that have have more advanced yeah yeah. that's true but yeah so the gold keeps them down it also i suppose depends on where they're left like what resources the planet would have yeah that's true too anyway (laughs) again things that we think about like long time ago and (laughs) 
So these engines, Sam says, are very advanced, way ahead of anything that the Earth humans could do. And she wants to get a better look at that. She tells Hammond she's cautiously optimistic about these folks. And if she can recharge the batteries, she thinks then she can uh, fix the ship. Hammond tells her to take whatever she needs and SG-15 and they are going to head back to the planet. Or at least Sam is. Yes. Back on the planet, Jack, Teal'c, Corso, and Pender. Aiden and Lyle, if you will. (laughs) My good friends. I won't. I won't. (laughs) Because I will not remember that. My brain doesn't work that way. (laughs) They're looking at the dead alien again. Yeah, that's a bleeping dead alien body if I ever bleeping saw one. Jack asks if they have a name for them. They don't. Jack also asks what kind of weapons they had before they stole the Hebridans' weapons. And Corso says he doesn't know that either. Because ever since the first attack, they've been using their weapons. So he has no idea what they might have had before that. They just talk a little bit about their tactics of traveling in pairs. And they think that they've got about eight or nine weapons. This is where they talk about Jack trying to just wound the one that got away rather than killing him, even though Pender is trying to throw shade at Jack for how shitty his weapon aims. Jack is basically like, well, what if we just leave them alone and not worry about it? But Corso is insistent that they're going to come back in force. Which, how many do they even have left? It doesn't seem like they have many. Like, do we only, we only see, see one. Yeah, the total of right? two at the beginning and then the one. Yeah, right. So... That threat of them coming back in force, in force seems to be pretty empty. Mm. Anyway, they are currently at the gate. They've got a bunch of equipment, and now they've got to get that equipment back to the ship. We're back to the gate from the ship. I don't know. They're going somewhere with equipment. Yeah, they meet up with Sam and Pierce we've seen before, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen him. If, I don't remember what episodes, but yeah. he's been in a fair number yeah. of episodes. Yeah. On Earth, Ennis Reynard is in the infirmary. She's been patched up, fixed up by whoever on Earth. Not sure who, but one of the docs. Maybe Fraser. We don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm still talking about that. (laughs) Jonas is there to check on her, and she says that she's doing fine. They've stopped the bleeding, and she's on some pretty cool painkillers. She says she owes him. Jonas is like, nah. Jonas tries to make some conversation with her about seeing people that she knows and cares about when she goes home. And she's like, no, my family's all dead. And Captain Corso and Pender are the only family I have. (laughs) So then she asks, how does the Stargate work? Which Jonas explains and tells her a little bit more about how many of them and about the various Piles, piles, that's not, groups of humans. They're not piles. That would be weird. (laughs) That's a whole different and much more morbid thing. (laughs) Yes, there are no piles of humans. He's just talking about various groups of humans they'd encountered, as well as aliens. And some are good, some are bad, blah, blah, blah. So they're just having a talk in the infirmary where he's sharing a whole lot of information with her. He really is. And I was like, "Mm, do you want to do this? It generally hasn't ended well when people have done this before. But yeah, that's what he does. Back on the ship, 
Sam is trying to Sam out the problem while making some small talk with Corso. As they are chatting about how the ship works, Corso also decides to start hitting on Sam and talking about how funny and charming and beautiful she is. And she's basically like, knock it the fuck off. (laughs) Let me just do my work here. Corso asks her if Jack trusts them. And she's like, well, you have to earn trust with us. So he doesn't, but, you know, he doesn't trust anybody. Corso asks Sam why she's helping them, and she's like, we like to make new friends, and we just hope that you and other people that we tried to trust don't make us regret it eventually. Aw, so hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty much that scene. It was lengthier than that, but most of it was just them talking about, like, diagnostics and engine stuff and boosters and things that aren't really that important did you want to then continue or since i I suppose you don't have to i was just offering (laughs) thank you (laughs) back outside the non-human alien is sneaking around at the edge of the forest and then jack comes out and pulls his gun on him but jack is taking a much nicer approach than pender is he tells the alien guy to take it easy and looks like he's trying to have a conversation with him when pender comes running up screaming like a not very rational person and so of course the alien runs away and jack is like i was trying to maybe take it alive so that we could get to know it a little bit gain some intel and pender's like i know everything i need to and that's about it Pender decides to go running after the alien. Tilk goes and chases after Pender, even though Jack isn't too pleased about that. Then Jack radios in to tell Sam that I guess he's going to go after Tilk and Pender and the alien person. Other non-human alien person. Yeah. (laughs) Sam's like, cool. I hear that. I guess she says Roger that really, but yes. Aiden lets Sam know she's safe there. I don't know who she, if he was just talking to her. She lets Jack know they're going to secure the ship. And then she is a little warm. So she takes off her jacket and tells Aiden, don't get your hopes up. I'm only going this far. So she's, yeah, enjoying some continued flirting-ish. Whatever. <laughs> Weird. Indeed. He promises to attempt to control himself. He asks if he can look at the zat that she's got. And she explains that it's not an earth weapon and how to use it, which again, seems like a good thing to tell a random person you've just met. Right? Yeah. They talk about it being less lethal (laughs) than a regular gun, but is it? Because like two shots on a person anywhere will kill them. Yeah. And yes, you can kill somebody with one shot, from a gun if you've got pretty decent aim or pretty decent luck but you can shoot somebody multiple times and still not have them die so yeah i wouldn't say that as that gun is less less lethal <laughs> differently lethal maybe yeah you can totally disappear a person entirely with a third shot which we don't talk about we don't talk about the no. third shot kathy <laughs> <laughs> aiden's still working on sam got anyone special back on earth she is not into talking about that and he tells her maybe she should choose a topic and that's the end of that scene yeah yeah i like that she just goes back to work (laughs) and is like let's let's not essentially indicating let's just not talk and i will just do my science over here yeah i thought 
thought that was pretty yeah. great. Good job, yeah, Sam. Sam. Outside in the forest, everybody's having a look around, still looking for the alien. And then we're suddenly back in the SGC. <laughs> Jonas is talking to Hammond in Jonas's office. They're talking just about the research that Jonas has been trying to do into what might be the culture of these Hebridean people. He found references to a ship called the Cerberus, which was a Celtic ship that was a prison vessel. <laughs> and they're like, is it a coincidence that this ship was called the Cerberus? But that's actually not what Hammond is there for. Hammond is there to tell Jonas that they had a security breach on the main computer system when someone tried to gain access from a remote terminal in the infirmary. Shocking. I can't yeah, believe that Jonas- happened. <laughs> right? I am shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. No, this is very shocking. The only surprising part is that they noticed. Right. <laughs> very true. Yeah, Jonas is like, do you think it could have been Reynard? And Hammond asks if... Jonas thinks that's possible, and Jonas is like, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) So they have a little plan. We don't get to find out what that is yet. But Jonas is like, I've got an idea. (laughs) Back on the planet, Jack and Teal'c find the non-human alien's place they've been hiding out. Teal'c wonders if they have been using the Stargate, why would they need to set up a camp there? Jack says that's a fair question. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. They both have come to the conclusion that the story they've been told by the Hebridans is probably not 100% true. They have their suspicions about it. They find a bag of basically, I thought, and actually the alien had taken one off of the dead alien before, like what looked like dog tags. Yeah. Jack finds a whole bag of them. They're doing their investigating of the camp and then they hear... Fire, gunfire, there we go. And also Pender. Pender has apparently found the the one alien, not the large numbers of aliens that they claimed yeah. would be there. Pender's super annoying. He is. kind of an ass. Not kind of an ass. A He's a total ass. ass. He's hot-headed and aggressive and terrible. Mm-hmm. Jack and Teal come up to Pender as he's shooting at the guy. Jack is mad at him because he wants the alien alive. Then Jack asks where the alien is, and Pender's like, he was right there. Jack's like, you said you got him, and he's like, I totally did. But now he's gone. Tilk spots some blood, though, so he did at least wound this person, creature, alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they have a way to go find it, yeah. right? They're going to go chase the blood trail. I guess so. They're going to follow. They're going to keep trying to find him. Yeah. And stop Pender from murdering him. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Good luck with that. Back in the ship, Sam, being the successful Sam that she is, manages to actually get the ship working. And Corso is very impressed. They have a little you-can-call-me-by-my-first-name conversation as they're celebrating, and Aiden, Aiden Corso, tries (laughs) to give her some alcohol to celebrate, and she's like, nope, I'm on duty, but thanks. And then they talk about the meaning of their names, which is a completely random conversation. <laughs> and then Corso, Aiden Corso, is like, I've been stuck on this planet for a long time now. Mm. And suddenly I don't want to leave because everybody loves Sam. <laughs> and Sam is still really not seeming to return <laughs> his favor. And is like, yeah, well, we can, we can stay in touch, I guess. 
So a random thought. Yeah. When they're talking about Sam's name and he asks yeah. what it means and she's like, my father wanted a boy. Is yeah. Sam's brother older or younger than her? Oh, that's a good she question. Ha- he had and- a boy. <laughs> right. He did. I think her brother's. I think he's older. Yeah, I don't know. Because, sure. like, it makes sense if she's the older sibling because then, like, yeah. he gets the boy after. But anyway. Maybe. I guess maybe he is the younger sibling. I don't remember. I feel like we just don't hear about him very much ever again. So. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Haven't they even talked about it being, like, just him and Sam when she was growing up? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> just Jacob and Sam when she was growing up after her mom died. Yeah, so. who knows? Yeah. I feel like they do kind of forget about her brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. He and the uh, the third shot on the pile of things we don't talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. I totally forgot that he existed <laughs> at all, too. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Aiden keeps trying to hit on Sam, and when Sam keeps turning him down, he's like, yeah, you're right. We should keep it professional, major. <laughs> and he leaves in a huff, being all sulky and stupid. On Earth... Jonas is showing Tannis around the base with security on them, which, where were they when she was in the infirmary? What, weren't they there? I don't know. Anyway. You would think that there would be security in there with a random stranger from an yeah. alien planet, but I guess not. And no no access to a freaking computer terminal, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Tannis is impressed. Jonas asks how she's doing. She's fine, she says. He takes her into his office where there are random goblets that are made of gold sitting around. (laughs) So many of them. It's like the scene from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's exactly what I was thinking, yes. (laughs) Exactly. He chose poorly. He's like, oh, I'm just cataloging these. And he picks them up really awkwardly. He drops some. (laughs) He's like, oh, gold. It's everywhere. The galaxy is full of gold. So I guess this is part of the plan. (laughs) Yep. I figured it probably was, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe Jonas just likes shiny things. Maybe. Tannis takes a moment to then kiss him. And he drops stuff. And it was really weird. I really liked that his reaction, though, wasn't about, like, enjoying the kiss, but, like, picking up the gold stuff. And he's like, oh, phew, it's not broken. <laughs> so that the fact that he cared more about his artifacts than yeah this random lady trying to make out with yeah. him, I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah. He cleans up his mess and tells her she caught him off guard. And she's like, oh, well, I thought it was obvious how much I wanted to kiss you since we first met. And he's like, oh, oh, Yeah. She's like, well, if you don't find me attractive. And he's like, oh, no, you're attractive, but, you know, you're injured. He has the hots for Lieutenant Rush, the nurse lady. exactly. Also, she's injured. (laughs) Yeah, that's just weird. (laughs) Anyway, this thing is kind of awkward. She's like, I thought you were very cute before I got shot. The two seconds they met before she got shot. Yeah. It's all weird. Definitely, she's uh, putting up some kind of act here, it seems like. Jonas gets a phone call and he's like, oh, I got to go check on something with General Hammond. Uh, you okay if I just leave you here for a few minutes all alone in this office full of gold <laughs> and computer terminals? Is that okay with you? And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. I got guards in the hall who are out in the hall and not watching her inside the room. Yeah. Totally not 
a setup of any kind. Nope. It's a trap! So Jonas leaves her to snoop around. Back on the ship, Sam is messing around with the computer and talks about having to do a full reboot of it. Since all of the symbols were not in English, I was wondering how she (laughs) knew how to do anything on this computer. But apparently she knows ancient Celtic writing. (laughs) Suddenly. She pushes some button and instead of rebooting, there's a video. Because she doesn't know the symbols. Yeah, she doesn't know the symbols, so I guess she pushed the wrong button. (laughs) That makes sense now. She pulls up what ends up being a video of a guy. Basically, it's a distress call. The Sebra is calling, requesting assistance. They've been hit by an asteroid storm. Repeat, it's the the prison transport Sebras. And oops, (laughs) that's not good. Sam goes to look for her radio so that she can talk to Jack, and it is not there. Out in the forest, Jack tries to radio to Pender, because Pender was supposed to stay within Jack's line of sight, but he's not there, and Jack does not get an answer. Tilk stops walking to try to listen to something. Listen. You smell something? And then all of a sudden, an alien comes out. It is the alien that they've been chasing. Kathy, did you recognize this alien? I did when I looked up the cast list from this and was like, oh, it's Shaka again. Yeah. I actually, I'm like, it looks an awful lot like oh, okay. the guy that played, what was his name in the last episode? Wodan. In? Wodan, yeah. I'm like, something about him reminds me of Wodan. <laughs> is this the same guy? It was the same guy. The guy, his name is Warwick. We don't know that yet, but I'm going to call him Warwick anyway. Warwick. Says he means them no harm, even though he's pointing a gun at Teal'c at the moment. This guy has ginormous hands, and I was trying to figure out if it was prosthetics or if it was his actual hands, but his fingers were so long, and I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. In any case, he tells them that he is Warwick, and he's the captain of the Severus. That's not the story we've been told up to this point. No. (laughs) Back on the Severus, Sam, he stole her radio, but not her gun. So she comes, she finds Corso with her zat pointed at him. She tells him he can no longer call her Sam. Says, call me Major. Aiden is like, it's not what you think. Sam says this ship is a prison transport. And she has him tie himself up while he continues to talk to her. He's like, sorry, I lied to you. It's my fault we're here. I didn't want you to know how terrible I am. I let the prisoners gain control of the ship and then life support went out. So I let them out of their cells because they were going to die and they took over. They were actually not just regular prisoners. They're prisoners of war. The ship crashed, and then they've been at it since then. And he was too embarrassed to tell them that it was his fault, which... Bullshit. Right. Sam demands her radio from him. And that's that. Yeah. She's not having it. Nope. Out in the forest, Jack and Teal... Where the hell is Pender during all this? He's just kind of disappeared. angrily wandering around shooting at random things. Who knows? (laughs) He is not in this scene. He's wandered off, so it's just Jack, Teal, and Warwick in this scene. Jack tells Warwick they're not going to kill him, and he does, though, want more information about what is going on. 
Warwick accuses Jack of shooting his first officer, and Jack's like, I wasn't trying to kill him. That was all that other guy. <laughs> I was just trying to wound him, and that's it. Also, you started things. Warwick then goes and tells them more information about how the humans that Jack and Teal'c and everybody have been helping are escaped prisoners. He tells them about the fact that they're a prison transport vessel. They've been here for three years. Damn. And he had a whole crew with them transporting Aiden and the other two people. And they hit that asteroid storm, as we saw in the video with the distress call, crashed here on this planet. They had to let the prisoners out of stasis to keep them from dying as they started to lose power on the ship. And to pay them back for saving their lives, the humans, the prisoners, killed everybody (laughs) except for Warwick. Neat. Yeah. Jack holds up the photograph that he found earlier and asks Warwick if he knows who that is, and Warwick says it's his wife. His kind are the Sarakin, and they helped to liberate the Hebridans, the human types, from a ghouled planet thousands of years ago, and now they live in peace and harmony, with a few exceptions, which would be Aiden Corso and his people. (laughs) Sam gets her radio back and calls to Jack at this point. And says, we need to talk. Everything's fine, but we need to talk. And Jack's like, yeah, tell me about it. We're on our way there. Unfortunately, everything is not fine. When Sam finishes her conversation with Jack, we find that Pender is there and he knocks her out and steals hers at. You never know where Pender's going to jump out from. Exactly. I mean, I guess she's lucky he didn't kill her. Since he's gun happy, trigger happy. There's the word. Right? He is very trigger yeah. happy. <laughs> At the Stargate on the planet, Hammond is radioing to SG-15 to let him know that Jonas Quinn and Tannis are coming through. And then they do. Pierce radios to Jack to let him know that they're back. But they get no response, so Jonas and Tannis head to the ship. Inside the ship. Pender heads in, finds Corso all tied up, and is like, they're on to us. And Pender's like, yeah, but it's fine, because I got one of them tied up outside, and everything's fine. Corso's like, well, she fixed the ship, though, so yay, we can get out of here. Let's fire it up. Outside the ship, Jonas and Reynard come back from Earth. Jonas sees Sam lying there and just runs at her and yells her name without bothering to check if the people that put her there and tied her up might be anywhere around so that's not a great idea corso comes out of nowhere and and zats jonas and then tells reynard that sam has fixed the ship and now they can maybe get out of there except that reynard's got a new plan because there are some riches out there beyond their wildest dreams so instead of you know going back home and maybe getting caught and going back to prison again maybe go find some gold And they've got hostages to help them escape through the Stargate instead of using their ship. So that's what they're going to do. Great plan. Yeah. No notes. Mm -mm. (laughs) Jack, Teal'c, and Warwick have made it back to the area where the ship is. They spot Sam tied up on the ground. They don't go running in because they all recognize that it's a trap. It's a trap! However, Jack's like, we can't leave her there. They also want to make sure the ship's defenses are down because that was one of the things that helped ward off Warwick at the beginning. There was some loud noise at the beginning that they 
yeah. broadcast and it chased them off. So they want to make sure that that isn't going to be a problem for them too. Warwick says it can only be done on the inside and he volunteers to go because he knows how to disarm the ship. He heads towards the ship, but then we do hear the loud noise of the defenses. He manages to slow motion stumble and keep going toward the ship so it doesn't chase him off like before because now he's got a purpose, I guess. (laughs) I also liked seeing Sam slow-mo writhing in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Sam is awake now. Yes. (laughs) He gets inside and manages to turn off the loud noise. Jack and Teal head on over to Sam to rescue her. They remove the tape from her mouth and she's like, they've got Jonas and they're going to escape through the Stargate. Teal volunteers to stay with Sam, who's a little groggy, while Jack heads on over to the Stargate to stop what's happening there. At the Stargate, SG-15, so Pierce and his people, are all still guarding the gate when the Hebridans and Jonas come up. Why did they not bother to take Sam with them? I didn't understand why they only took Jonas, but they left Sam behind so that she could be rescued by Jack and Teal, as we just saw in the last scene. Yeah. Corso tells everybody to put their weapons down. Pierce is very reluctant to do so, but Jonas is trying to kind of low-key gesture with his hand, like waving down, trying to indicate to Pierce that they should actually just let him take him. So he does. Pierce puts his weapon down and tells everyone else to do the same. Reynard goes over to the DHD and starts dialing, and Jonas is like, did you get that address from my lab? And she's like, yep, sure did. So everything else you said is a... And Reynard's like, well, I did think you were cute. Not all of it was a lie. (laughs) The gate opens. Jack and Teal'c and Sam get there and draw their guns and say... Obviously, they tell them to hold it, not to go anywhere. But Jonas is like, nah, it's totally fine. And he's like flicking his wrist that has his GDO on it, trying to kind of show them he's got a plan. Jack picks up on that and is like... All right, I guess they're going to go through the gate now. So they go. The Hebridans and Jonas. Through the gate in search of riches. Yes. And they arrive right back in the SGC (laughs) because it's all been a trick. It has. Jonas planted this particular gate address and Hammond tells them, well done. His voice sounded really artificially booming in this, but which yeah. is kind of weird. He was very loud. Yeah. Back on the planet, everything's been uh, nicely resolved. Warwick's ship yep. is ready for takeoff. They have managed to put all the prisoners back in prison. Warwick wanted to know how they figured out who Reynard is. And Jonas is like, oh, it was a feeling. But also the name of the ship was a prisoner ship on Earth. And also it's basically the same name here. So obviously... Obviously, that is the only option. Yep. And he also then says he's always been suspicious of a girl who kisses on the first date. Ugh, Ugh, fuck off, Jonas. Don't be so judgy. Gross. I mean, he was asking Sam to find out if uh, Nurse Crush liked him in the last (laughs) one. So he's a very, I don't know, tentative person. I don't know. Anyway. True. Doesn't justify his judginess of no. other people, though. It actually, what it is, is, yeah, he's terrible. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Warwick thanks them for their help. Jack says it's been his pleasure. 
and then that is the end of the episode. And I was wondering if they asked Warwick what happened to the Stargate on Heverton, and also will any of them ever be in touch again? Right? I was wondering that as well, but that's not an answer we get in this episode. Because that was it. Did you like the episode? I mostly did. Jonas's plan really had to go exactly as it did in order for it to work. Yeah. So I feel like that was a risk that maybe they didn't need to take, but also it did end in no more life being lost. Whereas if they had decided to like bring more SG teams and fight these people to try to help Warwick, that might have been more violent. Yes. I also think Jonas, as I mentioned, I think to you yesterday, Jonas likes to mess with bad, bad girls. (laughs) So he was tricking this Reynard in this episode and he was sort of messing with uh, Nearty in the last. And so I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I just thought it was a good episode. Like the plot was good. I thought it was interesting and sorry, I'm like all over the place right now. Um. And I, you know, it was nice, like, they were, yeah, I don't know how to, I liked it. (laughs) I'm broken. It's fine. Good job. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Did you like it? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this one. I did find it to be an enjoyable episode. There was twists and turns in the plot that were pretty unexpected. I didn't really remember a whole lot about this episode watching it. Like, a lot of them, even if I don't remember them in advance, I remember them as I'm watching them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode and how things turn out but i didn't remember this one really so uh, yeah uh nice to see that actor guy who's i wrote his name down somewhere dion oh, johnstone something. or johnstone yeah. yeah dion johnstone i like him as an actor yeah. he does some good character work so For sure i was pretty happy when i saw when i realized that it, i was like oh yeah that's that guy yeah so yeah it's just enjoyable episode i liked the plot there at the end their little trap at the end i thought was clever i enjoyed Indeed. it yeah um hang on one second sorry Mm -hmm. i just there's a spider i need to make sure it doesn't escape into my couch (laughs) fair i don't know how i'm gonna stop it but we'll see here kathy really hates spiders they're so scary (laughs) there's a spider kurt (sighs) did i trap it it's it's under a glass okay i'm just gonna leave it there for now okay okay So what's next? (laughs) Next. Next is season night season 19. Wow. Season six, episode 19, The Changeling. Tilk mysteriously begins to lose his grip on reality and is haunted by visions of an alternate existence where he is a normal human being. (laughs) Normal human being. (laughs) Being is on the second line. He is a normal human being. As his paranoia deepens, Tilk must rely on the help and comfort of his old friend, Daniel Jackson, to determine where his dreams end and his reality begins. Just can't keep Michael Shanks away, even though he's quit the show. Nope. No, no, no goodbyes. Nope. No final goodbyes. The TVDB does not give us the spoiler alert of Michael Shanks being there. (laughs) It says a near-death trial near-death trial near-death trial causes tilk to imagine his life as very different from the one he knows where he is a normal person living on earth until he can no longer distinguish reality all right i do remember this one because i already watched it. I, yes i also <laughs> remember it because i also already watched it and we are recording it in a yes. few minutes yeah um 
So see you in a few minutes. And until then, yay. Thank you everyone for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and like it and review it and share it with everyone you know. Only if you have good things to say, though. You know, if you yeah. don't have nice things to say, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, or you could tell us and then maybe we can correct it if it's something legit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you would like to get in touch with us to give us your opinions on what we could do better, you can do so by emailing us nope. at stargazing at gmail.com. Nope. I don't want okay. that. Okay. Well, if you want to tell Mary how not the asshole she is, you can email us yeah. at stargazing at gmail.com. You can also yes. use our contact through our website, which is stargazing.space. We can also be found on social medias, Instagram at stargazing and on mastodon.world. We are at stargazing. If you uh, would like to support us in our efforts and help us continue to do this podcast with money. That was a weird way to say that. (laughs) If you're feeling generous. (laughs) If you're feeling generous, you can donate money to us at patreon.com slash stargazing. There we go. (laughs) Where we do have some bonus content available. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yep. I'm Kathy. I'm Mary. And you have been listening to Stargazing. The end. Woo. Yay. Are you going to say the end? Oh, right. The end. <laughs> Sam is like, well, this ship is a prison chance. Sam says this ship is a prison transport.